21 minutes, three beers. <laughs> 21 minutes. Minimum. Minimum. Three beers. Minimum. Three drink minimum. 21 minutes, three beers. Three drink minimum. Three drink minimum. 21 minutes, three beers. All right, this time we're recording for real. Here we go. Welcome to Three Drink Minimum. It's a podcast that makes you sound drunk just by saying the name correctly. I'm Uncle Don. We're sitting here with your host, Eric Badgley. Today, we're going to talk about Pete Davidson. We're going to talk about the minimum wage going up in Missouri. And we're going to talk about funky underwear. Funky underwear. Fuck yeah, dude. I wore some really funky underwear. Let's start yeah. off with the funky underwear store. Funky you want to do that? Store. Yeah, go ahead and give it to me. Oh, by the way, welcome. It's your host. Howdy. All right. Let's crack them up. You got, you've already cracked yeah, up. Yeah, I'm already cracked uh, up. Eric, I'm way ahead of hey, the Eric is starting out. He's got he's playing by special ed rules today. He's starting out a um, little bit ahead of me. Three ahead of you. All right. Well, I'm going to tell you right now, I, I feel kind of <sighs> uncomfortable. What? You ever have underwear that you know is going it's, to... It's wearing out. The elastic is really stretched out, but you yeah. wear them anyway. Mm-hmm. Well... I have a pair like that, and I think the elastic finally gave out on them completely, because right now they are uh, underneath my ass. Like when I stand up, they are down under my balls. They're ah, bunched up. That's tough, dude. I mean, I'm sitting here walking around with this underwear. I got my ass hanging out. It's not hanging out. It's in my jeans, but it's hanging out of my underwear. Yeah, my underwear is just bunched up down there. Yeah, the air is cold on it. I feel like I am in the opening scene of a Law and Order SVU episode. <laughs> you know how every episode starts off with somebody getting raped and being left yeah. with their underwear around their ankles. That's how I feel. Yeah. Well, I wear the, that underwear that's like you know it's like like compression all yes. the way down. Yeah, man. But I got this ones that I wore today. Like the boxer briefs that they're compressed there. Yeah. yeah. I wear those. Almost like bicycle pants without the padding. Mm, yeah. I wore my ones today. They got a cat in space on the moon with a unicorn and rainbows. It's like a galaxy one. It's pretty cool looking. I think you are beating me. Yeah. Well, on my ass, there's a moon and a cat on the back of a unicorn in the middle of a galaxy. And then the front has a unicorn right at my dick with a rainbow over it. I would look and see what was on my underwear, but... I don't want to pull up my pant legs. Mm, yeah. I don't want to pull them down from the top either because then, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm just showing my junk to you. And that's you creepy. Man. I'm your uncle. That is creepy, man. Man, speaking of junk, man, I was watching this fucking, like, the best of Ralphie Mae mm-hmm. yesterday. God damn, dude. He had this bit of <laughs> fucking black people's cocks and shit. It was on the best. He was gone too soon, man. He was so funny. Oh, yeah. I. Ralphie May was gone too soon. No, he was here way too long. Did you ever see the size of that man? Yeah, he, he was huge. He ate himself to death, obviously. Yeah, but he was so funny. He was funny, and it's sad that he's gone, but you can't really say he went before his time. He was playing Dude, on the house's money. I was listening to Burt Kreischer's podcast, and uh, he had Ralphie's old opener on there. Mm-hmm. And his story is actually crazy about how he met him. He said that he was doing an open mic. And he traded spots with his girl who had another set later that night. Mm-hmm. And it was just an open mic. And Ralphie came in and saw his open mic set and then came up to him and said, I want said, you to open for me. I want you to come on this tour with me and be my opener. That's pretty cool. And like he gave, like, but man, he said the shit that he used to do. Like, 
he went through that divorce and had issues with his kids and shit, losing it, losing shit with his kids and not being able to be around. I'm going to adjust your mic just a little bit. All right, not being able to be around. So then he gave like a bunch of toys to his opener to give to his nieces and nephews and shit. And he said, but all I ask is you let me watch them play with it. <laughs> and he said, okay, man. So oh, that's he, creepy. Kind of kind a little. Sad. That's what I thought. But it's then sad. it was sad. And he said uh, he gave him like this $1,000 train set and he gave it to his nephew. And he, him and Ralphie watched his nephew play with it. And Ralphie was just crying the whole time. That that's dude went tragic. through a lot of fucking sad shit. No kidding, that's tragic. Well, he made this joke on this at this one set about like Indians and some shit, or it wasn't mm-hmm. even about Indians. It was about like this Native American movie won an Oscar, and then Ralphie said another movie should have won an Oscar. Well, the FBI called Ralphie because they, he was getting so many bad, so many death threats. So he made his opener and another guy get off the tour bus, and his opener said like because there was threats to blow up the bus. Yeah. And his opener said that he walked back into the bus because he left a bag or something, and Ralphie was just sitting there with a desert eagle in his lap eating Cheetos. <laughs> just fucking staring at the door with a fucking desert eagle and eating Cheetos. Uh, yeah. That was fucking Jeez. crazy, man. But speaking of crazy comedians, man, how about that shit Pete Davidson got himself into? Yeah, I, I think Pete Davidson did nothing wrong. 100%. There ain't any lines in comedy. No, and besides... Um, well, what's that senator's name? I can't, I can't I remember. I can't remember. call him eye patch but guy. The dude's got an eye patch. He fucking knows he has an eye patch. He knows he looks like a James Bond villain. If I had an eye patch and I had to wear an <laughs> eye patch all the time, it. I would be like, dude, I'm dressing up like that dude from Waterworld. I'm, yeah. I mean, every Halloween I would be doing something with the eye patch. I would, well, you know, if I law, I, I wouldn't mind. Losing a leg from the knee down, either one, I'd get me a freaking peg. I wouldn't get a prosthetic that looked like a foot. I would get me a peg and walk around. I'd be pirate day every day. Well, here's the here's the problem with it though. One, it was funny. If oh, yeah. it wasn't funny, it was hilarious. Then you'd have been like, uh, it kind of missed. But yeah. it was hilarious. It was a great joke. Pete Davidson does that like kind of has that style of comedy where it's kind of making fun of himself and just kind of giggling at yeah. his own shit. So, uh, and it wasn't I just was, that one guy. He was going yeah. all through all he these goes people. Up, he goes to people all the time, and, and it was all about their looks. Yeah, and it was hilarious. And I was like, man, like you're offended by that? That's not even a bad joke. He said he looks like a villain in a porno movie. Yeah, like that's not even a bad joke. Because my joke for it was, oh, you hear about that senator that you know he lost his eye in you know the in Afghanistan and shit? Yeah. Well, they told you that it was from an IED, but actually got syphilis of the eye from muff diving some Afghani broad. Yeah, uh, and like you know, like no, the Pete Davidson's funny. Pete, Pete Davidson, Davidson is, is a lot funnier than you. Pete Davidson is hilarious. You now. are not ready for SNL, dude. No, I'll never be ready for <laughs> SNL. I don't think. But that joke would have went over way worse than his. Yeah, of course it would. It wasn't funny. Pete oh, I could have got a laugh or two out of it in context, in that same setting. Maybe. Not on this setting. The entire bit, I mean, it, it's framed as this dude, what's he look like? Yeah. It's like, you might not know he's a congressman because he looks like. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. It was funny. I don't care what anybody says. Quit being so, why? Okay. And then that fucking Cloyd Rivers account tweeted that shit, like, you know, respect your veteran. 
Boy, for a fucking account that calls the left soft, that was sure a soft fucking tweet. Mm-hmm. And I put that on Twitter. I was like, that was soft. Like, yeah, it's so weird. Like, it's just like in politics. It seems like it's just a thing of it, basically whatever argument fits your narrative is the accurate argument. Yeah, and you argue well. What you say, hey, it was just a joke this week, and then next week you say, oh, you can't say that joke. Yeah. You don't have any right to do that. Yeah, it makes zero sense, dude. We live in – but uh, who was it? Who was it that said it? Ari Shafir. Ari Shafir said this the other day. This is the best time for comedy. He said because comedy is finally dangerous again. Yeah. It's dangerous. Yeah, it's uh, – who was the guy who said that – and sadly it's true – but if you want to be punk rock, you have to be a conservative mm-hmm. because they're the people who are on the out right now. And that's why that's why I admire – like Dave Chappelle said some pretty rough shit here and there and a lot of guys said some pretty rough shit here and there. But that's why you know you gave me that uh, Lenny Bruce autobiography to read mm-hmm. and that's why I'm so fascinated with it is at that time – it was super dangerous, the shit he did. Oh, yeah. Insanely dangerous. Oh, and yeah. He just did it. He didn't give a fuck. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Lenny Bruce. I'm going to reread that once you get Is back he, to me. Do you think he's the godfather of... Stand-up comedy, yes. Yeah. What we know of as stand-up comedy, yeah. pretty much everybody will say he is. There was one other guy, I can't remember his name right off the bat, who was doing that kind of thing. But Lenny Bruce is the one that was the... Firebrand for that new way of doing stand up. Yeah. Uh, people used to get that, up on stage and say, um, My wife left me. And then they would do a joke. They would, yeah. it, was, it was like an old vaudeville style. He was like a story. Lenny Bruce teller, would get right? up and he would say, My wife left me. And he was telling the truth. Yeah. Or he would say, Whatever he said, he got there and he would tell the truth of his life. He wasn't telling a joke. He was making jokes about something. Yeah. Like, Man, and then just from that, like you know, that's when you got the Kennisons and mm-hmm. the, and the Dangerfields and the shit like that. And well, not only that, yeah. I mean, look at your Carlins. Yeah, Carlin and was your Carlin. Man. If you look at early Carlin, he was a different person. Yeah, uh, than and, what you know him as. And Lenny Bruce paved the way for all that shit. You know, that's yep. why I'm so fascinated with that. Just and you could always tell, like when he tells his childhood stories, it's like yeah, because every comedian, I swear, every famous comedian comes from some sort of traumatic type. Not necessarily traumatic, but... I wouldn't say every comedian comes a from a traumatic point. A lot of them do. But uh, the good comedians take those things that were painful in their life... And make it a joke. And they find some way to make humor out of it. And, and that's what makes it compelling is because there is that little bitter piece of truth in that joke and that is kind of what makes it subversive you know who i think lenny bruce if i had to pick a comedian today that was i think the closest to lenny bruce not on the comedy level but on the storytelling level and the similarities in their stories joey diaz joey diaz yeah. When he tells his childhood stories, you're like, man, I swear to God, I read that in a Lenny Bruce autobiography. Mm-hmm. Like, And it's so crazy how similar they were. I just watched uh, Joey Diaz's new special. He did a 30-minute special. Like Netflix released this thing called The the, the Degenerates, mm-hmm. and it was Big J. Okerson, Brad Williams, Joey Diaz, Christina P., 
Um, couple other chicks. They all released it. They have a 30-minute set each on there. Uh, Big J's was hilarious. Big J Okerson, his was so funny. Might have been in the best of the night, but Joey Diaz killed too. <laughs> Christina P is hilarious. It's, I feel bad for Christina P because her husband's Tom Segura. You know, like, yeah, it's, that's hard to. <laughs> yeah. I had a really good set. Oh, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> I just sold out Madison Square Garden. <laughs> well, let's compare. But Christina P is hilarious in her own right, man, even without Tom Segura. She's hilarious. But, um, man, Big Jesus, Brad Williams, where I think Brad Williams is the most impressive of all of them is he has to get laughs from his jokes because he's a midget. You know, he's he's a little person. Mm-hmm. Here's he, my thing. It's about- hard to get a laugh not at you but from your jokes. Well, I like about and Brad Williams. killer. He does address his height, but most of his jokes have nothing to do with that. He's yeah. just funny as hell. He's hilarious, man. It's a lot... Uh, what's, his, what's his name? Uh, the guy... Uh, Peter Dinklage. Um, he happens to be a short guy. But he's a hell of an actor, regardless of whether he's short or tall. He's a great actor. <laughs> Brad Williams actually had a joke in this special about it. Just about how fucking every time, like it's hard for him because there's always one super famous mm-hmm. little person. He said, for a long time, every one of us were Wee Man. And now all of us are that motherfucker from Game of Thrones. Like, he, he told this fucking story, man. One of the funniest stories I've ever heard. He was doing a set in at this place called Crackers in Indianapolis. It used to be called Crackers. But he said, could you imagine... Because, you know, Indianapolis, there's a lot of, lot of white people. Uh-huh. And uh, he was like, so obviously they named it Crackers. But could you imagine naming a store or, uh, you know, a, a comedy club after the demographic in, like, Compton? <laughs> what would you call it? But uh, he said he was doing a set there, and a midget showed up to watch the show. They took him back to the green room and shit, thinking it was him. He was like, well, they sat there and thought, well, surely there's not two of them. Like, he gets there, and he gets back to the green room with another fucking midget in there. They thought the midget was him. Man, like, I love that he can laugh at himself and that he gets jokes. If he was tall, short, no matter what, he's funny. That dude's a killer. He really is. What's wrong with your belly, man? Oh, Eat too much. I just ate. I just got through eating, and then down those two beers on top of that. It's just, uh I don't know if I'm gonna be able to put anything, put that much more in there. Uh, that's okay. So I'm gonna slow down just a little bit. You slow down just a little bit, man. We still got some time. What else we got to talk about? Um, um, our home state, the Show Me State, aka Missouri. Raise the minimum wage. Yes, it's going to be up to twelve dollars an hour by twenty twenty three. Yep. And um, and who does it hurt? Honestly, you want my honest god opinion? I want to know who you think. Yeah, I know who it hurts. I don't think it hurts anybody. Wrong. Who does it hurt? It hurts the people who need jobs. The mm. kids starting out. Yeah. It hurts them. Well, here's why I say it doesn't hurt anybody. Every time there's an election. There's a knee-jerk reaction and people freak out thinking it's the end of the world. Yeah. And it never is. It always – life just keeps going. Nobody ever thinks about it. I think it's going to be the same way with this. And 2023, minimum wage is going to be $12 an hour and nobody's going to give a fuck. Yeah, except for the fact that, of course, prices go up because of it. 
And in that short term before prices adjust, if you look at uh, the uh, supply and demand curve, anytime you set an artificial floor, you create a shortage in demand for that item. And so we're setting an automatic uh, or an artificial floor on the price of a person's hour. Yeah. So there's going to be a shortage of demand for that number of hours that are available okay, out there to work. So all the people, all the kids who need jobs, the poorest of us are going to be out of jobs. Okay. So, so here's why I don't think it's that big of a deal. In, okay, say in 2023, when minimum wage is $12 an hour, do you not think the markets for other jobs are going to go up? Yeah. Like me, as an electrician, you don't think the market for an electrician is going to go up? Eventually. But and, in that but, short time, in the short term, it's going to hurt the yeah. people who need those jobs. But say, okay, say minimum wage is $12 an hour. Me, as an electrician, in 2023, you make 23 24 an hour. I'm going to be in the same – and then the prices of things are going to go up. Yep. I'm going to be in the exact same spot I'm in now. Yeah, exactly. So what's all the outrage for, man? We're all going to be in the same spot. That's the problem. Minimum wage is basically a way – basically it's selling votes. But if we were going to be in the same spot regardless, what's the outrage for? You weren't mad prior. Why because are you mad now? It, because it's putting a bunch of kids out of work. It, uh, it'll become cheaper – to hire or to put in a kiosk in McDonald's to take your order, then it will yeah. be to hire a kid that's working a second. But we were already job. heading that direction anyway. Yeah, I know. Look at is, look at our local Walmart, man. Did you see what they did? Yeah, they cleared all that down, shit out. Down to four open lanes. Yeah. It's all going to be automated. And actually, one thing my father-in-law taught me was I Alton, and you know, he kind of explained to me. Well, explain to my wife why not to use self-checkout and shit like that. So ever since then, I never go to self-checkout. Why is that? Uh, just for the sake of not like your own little protest kind of, you know what I mean? Not that it makes a flying fuck, but it, it helps – it makes me feel better. Like I'm contributing to somebody's job. And then the lady at Walmart said, well, nobody's losing their job, so don't worry. I was like, right now they're not. But in two years – That means that they can uh – just not hire people. They lose people through attrition. Uh, basically, things just as some people drop out of their workforce, they don't have to hire to replace them. Yeah, yeah, man. It's just I don't I don't just don't understand all the outrage. But I think I think I don't understand it because you know I see my demographic talking about it, and they're so ignorant to what it is. They get their information through their fathers. They get their information through social media. And then they throw a fucking fit, and it's like, really? You don't even know what the fuck you're talking Take about. Take a basic economics course, and you'll see why it's an issue. Okay. It, anytime you have an artificial floor or an artificial ceiling, it is bad for the market. But do you think it's the fucking demise of humanity in Missouri? It won't be the demise of humanity in Missouri, but it is a issue. Well, where I get worried is tradesmen. Because our market is getting lower and lower and lower as uh-huh. AI becomes more, uh-huh. you know, a part of our society. So my market, the electrical market, it's the lowest it's ever been. I mean, in the last decade, probably. And man, I don't know when minimum wage goes up, what's going to happen to me? Oh, fried pickles. Oh man, I had some fried pickles from Hackett's, dude. Damn, and they were the spears. Sorry, I, I just belched up. 
some fried pickles from my man, dad earlier. I did go to Hackensack and they got them fried spears. Oh, oh boy! But you know, do you, do you worry about your job or anything like that with AI coming along, or do you think you're too deep into your career, too too close to retirement to I'll, have to worry about it? Oh God, I'm I'm gonna worry, I'm gonna die sitting at a desk. I'm not gonna be able to retire. See, with my company, if I stayed there forever, I could retire at sixty-ish or so. But hopefully, by then, I'm making money. You know, doing comedy or a podcast or something like that, or some sort of entertainment. You could be doing it. I mean, you sell yourself short if those are your only two options. Well, just doing anything, man. But I just don't want to be in that nine-to-five life. Um, I, I okay. good. I've heard Joe Rogan talk about this. He said there's some people that are just not made for nine to fives. They're not. They're just made. They're just their brains don't function that way. And I'm one of those people. I think that's where a lot of my anxiety and depression comes from too. Is I just I know I'm not made for it, so I'm always fucking miserable. That's why I'm giving comedy a shot. That's why I do this podcast. Well, mainly I do this podcast for my own entertainment. But, you know, I do things like that. I hope you do this podcast for your entertainment because we've only got like eight listeners. Yeah, shout out <laughs> to you eight and my mom's vagina. Yeah, I was counting your mom's vagina as one of the eight. So seven people in Eric's mom's vagina. Dude. She had, Eric, Eric's mom's vagina has been our longest supporter. But by the same token, how do you know... By that time, we don't fucking strike gold with something. Hey, maybe. You know what? Maybe you'll come up with a wonderful t-shirt. Oh, I idea. have an idea to pitch to you when we're off the air. I can't pitch it on the Okay. Air. We'll pitch it. We, we do need to sit down and talk about... Uh, I mean, if this, is, if this podcast is supposed to improve and, and get better, which I think we both want it to... New brewery be opened up down the road, by the way. Yeah, I know. We need to... Uh, get with them. We need to... Discuss uh, periodically what's going good, what's going bad, that kind of stuff. So, yes, pitch an idea when we're off there. What what time are we at? We're by at twenty two almost. Twenty two? Well, hell, yeah, just hit twenty two. Well, guess what? I didn't do three drink minimum. I did two drinks, but you drank extra to start mm, off the no, night I took for me. Care so of us, you know what? We took care of. I mean, you pulled in the extra slack, mm-hmm. so we're good. You know this show. Yeah, I know, guys, it was a little lackluster, but you know what? I think it was I don't think it was lackluster. I think it was okay. It was actually pretty informative. It was pretty entertaining, man. We got deep into, like, you know, some Lenny Bruce shit, and I'm telling you guys. We didn't get deep in We touched on Lenny we Bruce. We touched on Lenny yeah, Bruce. Yeah, if we want to talk Lenny I'm Bruce. I'm telling you guys, if any of you guys are readers, please get How to Talk Dirty and Influence People, Lenny Bruce Autobiography. It, if you're a fan of entertainment, comedy, any of that shit, please read it, man. It, it's changed. Like that's all. Like I don't need. Like I used to lay in, in bed for like two hours on my phone. Now I sit there and lay in bed and read. And that's saying something. This boy don't read. Yeah. I, I'm. I've always been a reader. I'm stuck in that motherfucker, but man. I can't get out of it's it. A, it's a. I take it to work and read it on my lunch breaks and shit. Like it's a good book, and it is. Uh, if you don't know who Lenny Bruce is, just Google the dude. Yeah, Google him and <laughs> and kind of see a few of the things he did. Uh, there's some videos of some of the sets he. He was famous for of him getting arrested for doing that set, but all right, we're we're running out on time here. So uh, if you guys want to give us a shout out, 
You can always catch us on three drink min or at three drink minimum on Twitter. And I got a rant to go on in last call, by the way. And if you want to send us an email, that's three drink minimum at gmail dot com. Correct? Absolutely. Yeah. And we're also on uh, Instagram for some god awful reason. Hey, we have more Instagram followers than we do Twitter followers. We have a ton. Fucker. I don't understand it. It's a it's it's visual format. We're audio. I don't get it. We have a total of what three pictures up? Six. Six. Hot damn! All those people want to see our six pictures. It's crazy. It's weird, what dude. the hell? But I'll give you a little preview. I'm gonna go on a rant okay. and last call about car guys. So a little preview here. If any of you guys are car guys, fuck yourself. All right, that's how I just that had ends dinner it. with a car guy. Yeah, fuck. Well, fuck that car guy. He's had dinner with. Ah, oh, sucker. Shit. And you know, and Don don't even feel that way, but I feel that way. I don't you feel guys that way. Last call. All right, guys, we're gonna talk to you later. Adios. Bye.